Imagine hearing that mad, like godly, heavenly sounding beat, yeah. And then you just you just by the window, yeah. And then there's a, there's a glare coming in, bro. Like you have to write something down, bro. You're a snake. You can't <laughs> you can't snake God like that, bro. And not write something down, bro. Like, look what you just prepared. Like prepared that whole setting. You need to capture that now, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on world? Welcome to episode 76 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast. With your boys Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. And myself, Yemi. And today we have a special guest. A rapper, producer, and label owner who came in the game as a wonder kid in grime and has become one of the most essential voices in UK music, using his music not only as an outlet for his talents, but as a vehicle for social change. He is a MOBO and Mercury Award nominee, and he has worked with the likes of Skepta, ASAP Rocky, AJ Tracy, BWE, and countless more. He has a new project out called For The Homies, representing South East London, Lewisham to be exact. We welcome novelist to the pod today. Hey, yo, Yemi's getting good with this, isn't it? You man, bless her. Yeah, Yemi's getting good with these intros, but I tell you that for free. No, that was a match. He was in his bag, (laughs) innit? He was in his bag. I try my best, man, but only for the best, man. How you doing? Love, man. I'm good, bro. I'm proper good, man. Good, good, good. Thank you very much for coming down. Um, Yeah, boys, how are you? All good, bro. Hey, man. Praises to the most high, man. We're good. All the time, all the time. All the time, man. God is good. All the time, God is good. I mean, it's a Tuesday today. Trust me. It's a random one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Trust I like it feels different. It feels different. It feels, feels different, different, isn't it? Yeah, it feels yeah. different. But the sun is out still, you know what I mean? Mo's arms are out. It's crazy. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, it's mad. What can I say? It's a change. Trying to show off the weight loss and that. Trying to show off the weight loss. But I'm showing off the weight loss. <laughs> you twisted, bro. You're, Every opportunity you on, get Your weight was 120 pounds, bro. You can't hey, showing this off, bro. Hey, you're not, I was like 118, bro. I was like 17, 18 stones. So how much have you lost? I'm like, what? Now I'm about 80 something. Damn. I'm like 83, 84. Won't he do? I was like, won't, won't he do it? God is good all the time. All the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. Anytime you get to flaunt, flaunt your weight loss. Hey, what can I say, man? Bro? Hey, what can I say, man? Anyone going to ask me how I am? How you doing, bro? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, listen, man. We're here, man. Here to enjoy. Hey, man. Here to chat to our special guest. Shout out Daniel in the cut. We got Come drinks. Man. Salute, man salute. Supreme. You know what I mean? Salute. Did bits on the last episode. See you, bro. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right. Shout out to everybody watching and shout out to everybody listening. Whether you're on Spotify, shout out to the Spotify crew, shout out to the Apple Podcast crew, SoundCloud crew, YouTube crew, Amazon Music crew, every other crew worldwide. Better crews. If, if, yeah, if, I mean, if we have worldwide crews, shout out to all the crews. Um, but yeah, man, we're just going to get straight to it. Um, boys, what have we been listening to this week? Man, I've been listening to a lot of Mob Deep, man. Mm. I've been in like a hell on earth sort of stage at the moment. I literally listened to that all the, the other day as well. Yeah, man. Like, Prodigy was, he was different, man. You mentioned in the group oh, as well, right. he was You different. mentioned in the group. He was different. It. So I've been listening to a lot of Mob um, and Maxwell as well, man. His first album. Maxwell. You know what I mean, got mixing a bit of R&B in that. What a contrast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. But that's about it, man. Just been floating between those two, really. I hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to Hello Nerf on Sunday and it's actually my first time listening to it. Oh, swear. Yeah. Swear. Because I've been so focused on the infamous and, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. and other bits and pieces, but I never actually listened to Hell on Earth. Really yeah. good, man. Yeah, it's dope. Maybe not as good, but almost as good. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> it's not going to be as good though, is it? Well, here's the thing. It's kind of like the same 
type of vibe. And if you take out, if you basically put like shook ones and maybe like give up the goods on Hell on Earth, mm. basically the same album, I'd say. Yeah, but you can't really mirror the impact. And I think that's, prob- that's probably what propels the infamous. Oh, of course, of course, of course, I mean? of course. I'm just talking about the music though. Okay. Not the impact. Yeah. Because obviously the infamous is leaps and bounds above, but that's all good. Mohammed? I've kept it simple, you know, because we recorded recently, innit? So mm. it's not been a lot. Kept it to what I know, just been listening to locks heavy. Jada Heavy, so I generally kept the water. Listen to Blood Pressure like five times on the way here today. Don't know why. <laughs> Just literally been listening to Jada Blood Pressure like five times walking down here. Mm. So it's been same on music. Same on music. I haven't really branched out. <laughs> Maxwell, no chance. <laughs> you need some Maxwell in your life? No, I don't. You, <laughs> no, I don't. You better not tap me again and say I need <laughs> someone again. Are you crazy? Give me some furniture, maybe tap me again and tell me I need Maxwell. <laughs> There's no chance. You will enjoy it though. That's hey, the baddest part. Hey, man. Nah, Listen, nah, nah. Can't lie. Listen to Locks Heavy. My tune, yeah, that's about it. Honestly, it's been a light work, light week for music. Do work, thank you though, because you put me onto the Major Look remix. I didn't actually know there was a remix. Oh, swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Luda lost his mind on that. Jada as well. Jada, yeah, Jada had the best verse. Yeah, come on, that's normal. Man. I think Jada had the best verse. Yeah. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say the Jada verse, but because how many songs, how many songs of tracks of the week have I said Jada? What did yeah, this? Shit. It's been too much in it. So I was like, plus you lot the Luda head. So I was like, let me throw you lot a bone. I'm not a Luda head. I'm neither am I. For you lot a Luda head. The time we was debating the 2000, this guy want to ride. This guy, yeah, had... you just got respect Luda for what he I did in the 2000. I thought, I thought, I thought <laughs> you. Yeah, you uh, Luda, but I'm not I, Luda. I thought it was like a doom Luda for you and. Oh, hell, <laughs> I, nah, hell no. You're really man. comparing Luda to Christian? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> Are we doing that? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Granted, salute to Doom. Luda from like 01 to 04, he was. He had a run. He, he had a run. Yeah, he had a he run. Yeah, see, I missed that run. I don't know how. you- No, I quit. I just wasn't there for it. I've never. We know how. But we lose. I was rappers. I was expect, man. I'm biased, but like Luda, I was never. Like, nah, if you come running to the box to listen to Ludacris, never, bro. He had hits, bro. Oh, God, that says I listen to, what was it, MTV Bass, I kiss. Oh, my days. With his big head and his fuck off big shoes. Nah, man. What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> yeah, but what have you been listening to, man? Oh, uh, man. Um, other than Hell on Earth, um, Mob Deep, I've been listening to a lot of a map piano, actually. Mm. Um, Uncle Waffles, the very famous DJ. I don't know if you know Uncle Waffles. Yeah. Uh, she went viral with that video where she's just like doing all kinds of jiggy dance moves. Um, she actually dropped a EP called um, Red Dragon in March, actually. And I mm. caught it um, the other day. It's really, really good. Um, it's like 20 minutes, four tracks. Very, very dope. So yeah, shout out to Uncle Wolf. she got a big future ahead of her. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. Um, I've been keeping it very easy. Mm. What about you, Nov? Do you listen to much music outside of making it? Yeah, I do. My musical palette is is, is very wide. <laughs> it's all over the place. Wider than Mohammed's. A million percent. It's it has to. <laughs> wider than everyone's in it. Okay. It's a bit, which is a big statement, but I, I live music in it. Mm. So, um, but this week I've been listening to Prem, my older brother. Mm. Been listening to Bear Prem, it's like his productions. Because mm. I'm in, I'm in a stage where I'm just writing a lot. Okay. To get me so, you know, maybe a little bit. Of, actually, no, I've been listening to some old school like West Coast stuff as well, here and there. But generally, just been in a zone where I'm in my own zone. So listening to myself as I write and listening to my brother's productions. Okay. So Prem is your blood brother? Yes, my blood older brother. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, a lot of people think Prem is just my homie that- mm. That's what I thought. Yeah, I can't lie to you, know, it's your older brother. Nah, that's, that's my, my blood brother. Mm. We're, wow. we're a year and six months apart. Mm. Sweet. He's been making, have you guys been making music as long as each other? Yeah, from the jump. Okay. I, I kind of stuck to it more. But yeah, we, we started producing when we was like, you would have been 10, I would have been like eight. Mm. I'm saying, or nine, I would have been eight. We've been making beats since we was little. Okay. 
Maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, like dab, dabbling on it. Seven, six, like actually just pressing buttons and shit. Mm. Yeah. What were you using back then? Was it like, what kind of software? Reason. Yeah. Reason. Cubase, Reason, Fruity Loops. EJ, which was like a little disc that you could get. Um, a couple other miscellaneous ones like Audacity and shit. Like just to like, we're just playing, we just have bare different music softwares playing around and then there's probably some that I've forgotten. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Man, has mm. used for years, but just, I've always stuck like my, my DAW that I used to produce on Nas Reason. I oh, stuck fair. with it like throughout the year. So when I was young, I was getting the cracks from that Wembley market. And like, you know, you can get like the whole software for like a fiver on a CD, them times mm. there. So I just, I just stuck with it. And then you get to a certain stage where you can actually buy the legit software. Yeah. And plug yourself into like whatever kind of deals they got going on, shit like that. So, yeah. So were you rapping before you started producing? No. Okay. Producing first? You know, more of, I'm actually more of a producer than anything, but mm. people know me for my lyrical ability and my, my, my words, but, Behind, I think something that majorly contributes to my skill set in writing is the fact that man's been a producer before anything. Mm. I hear that. Would you say that you and your brother kind of have like similar production styles? Because you've kind of just, you know, grew up making music and beats together. No, nah. I say there's a. I say we. I say we can. We can. We can. We can do what we want. Like our skill sets are interchangeable, so. There's things that he does that I wouldn't think to do. And there's things that I do that he wouldn't think to do. Well, it's not to say that we both can't do them. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, Just we, a different we kind of similar styles when we want. And sometimes that's 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 how we make our best music when we both come together on a certain type of vibe, you get me? Mm. But generally, um, it really depends on what we've been intaking at the time. You get what I'm saying? Like you might be listening to something I'm not listening to. So you're going to catch those grooves in his music and vice versa. So I imagine like getting into the production first probably like impacted you as far as like your musicality as an MC as well. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives you a different understanding and approach, especially where my, one of my fortes is live. Mm. So performing live and, and I'll build up a rhythm with the intention of you know, creating a certain vibe in a live environment and then test it out in a dance and then write accordingly to that. And it's just, a, it's just you just guarantee a certain result when you can do that. Is that so, the grime kid in you? Or is that just general like the music, the music thing do you like? That's the, that's the black in me, blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funk in my bones. I hear that, man. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing Prem's name a lot more in your music now compared to maybe like the earlier stages of your career. Was that intentional? What, that I dropped the bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah nah, nah, it wasn't. Mm. Kind of, yeah. It's just, as you get older, you kind of pursue your passion more, innit? So I think that that was the case with my brother. From, from when I was little, I said it in No Weapons, from Young Knew Who, I want to be. Like, the way I dress, the way I move, the way I talk, all of that, I wanted to be like that when I was a YG. So I just kind of just, painted this picture of myself my whole life and just walked into it. You get me? Okay. Where did that inspiration come from in, in the way you present yourself? I don't know, you know. I can't, I can't, it's, it's hard to like compress 
25 years of <laughs> of inspiration into a sentence. I'd just say that the things that I've always like, you know, lean towards, like, I, exp- I don't just enjoy, I express as well. So if I see, if I see like a certain dress sense that I like, I'm not just going to like that. I'm going to express it myself, you know, make it my own or whether it's music. So in the earlier stages of my career, musically, I was making the music of my environment. But there was more music in my environment that I wasn't making as well, that you hear more in, in the latter stages of my career so far. Because as you get older, you kind of you kind of draw from the well that is natural to you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really take inspiration from what's going on socially. I'm more going to take inspiration from seeds that have been sown into me from an early age that I've not necessarily expressed yet. You feel me? Mm. Who were some of your earliest musical influences as far as favorite producers and rappers coming up? Dr. Dre. Mm. That's a no brainer. Three Six Mafia, more when I became more like a kind of like teenager. But as a youth man, it would have been a lot of funk, a lot of like soulful house as well. So like Roy Davis Jr. and mm. you know like just man's like a lot of ragger as well like Super Cat and all them them man there. Mm. So there's a lot of music. Like my, some of my people them spent time in Japan, so we had Japanese rap CDs in the house, Japanese jazz. Like we would, this it's so eclectic. It's kind of hard to like definitively say what producer but you could say like Loose Ends SOS band Gap band yeah like you know what I'm saying yeah. like that's what man was digging from a youth man but just like when you're 10 years old in the hood you ain't trying to make no funk <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> like putting some flares and yeah have an afro it, it weren't like that but when you get older you do what you like innit? yeah and secret so secretly you were a bit of a nerd when it came to music yeah I was just from an environment that's like you know, sometimes you don't realize how much you've you know or have intake in talk when when you're just consuming that much information. And after a while, you realize your life is music, whereas your peers, their life might be football. Or their life is like I couldn't sit down with you, man, and have a convo about the state of football right now. I don't, I don't have a clue. Right. You want to talk to me about certain technicalities and music and different things pertaining to music? That's that's where I play ball, you get me? Mm. So I say, yeah, man, just like, yeah, kind of just always been musically inclined in funny, obscured, peculiar sounds and ways. Mm. I hear that, man. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the kind of Dr. Dre influence and you kind of mentioned like the kind of West Coast stuff as well, because mm. you, you can hear those flavors a lot more in the music now compared yep. to your earlier days, which is where, when you were saying about the ragger and stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of makes more sense. Um, what kind of gave you the confidence to explore more of that side of your influences as you got older? It's me, isn't it? No, I don't. I don't have to. I don't have to outsource that vibe because it's. It's. I've had that seed sown in me f- from such an early time that now it's bearing its fruit. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, think about G Funk, yeah. On a whole. How many how many record G Funk records do you man know from like young 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 people? You don't really know any, do you? Because the content wasn't really it was young and rebellious and whatnot, but it wasn't like this. This is like adolescence. It's like when you get to the 
later stages of your, your, your late teens and, you know, mid twenties to thirties. That's, I think that's the time where you can talk on certain topics and express it a certain way. Whereas when I was young, that was just like, it just would have been straight bravado thing. And what was best suited for that was the gram thing. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. But also because g what kind of was not on the outs, but it wasn't as popular, especially here. And we're all yeah. trying to find our own thing here as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's like, but, but I'll tell you something though, that I personally experienced this in my household, yeah? A lot of the biggest funk groups to ever come out were English. Do you get what I'm saying? So, and I'm talking about groups that are big in America, like recognized as, that's, a, that's one of the main funk groups come straight from the UK. So, you know, that's something that in my household was always embraced. So it's not foreign to me, but I understand that to, to a lot of people that never really grew up on that sound, that's something that's a bit like, you know what I mean? What is that? <laughs> Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Like when I talk to my niggas from over in, in, in California, they they know all the tunes that I was listening to growing up because that's that was their main thing. But hair is like a, if you're into that, you're into that kind of thing. You get me? So I'm just one of the offspring of some funky adults that used to like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who were those bands? That you mentioned. Like, I like one of the main ones is Loose Ends. That's like one of the biggest funk groups in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're from here. P, can you confirm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? So, you know, that's, then you've got like the raw band. That's like more electronic synth pop. You know what I mean? And then if we, if we want to digress from funk, but to still like that kind of funky <laughs> vibe, but more electronic, like English pop, we got, we got Pet Shop Boys. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got Howard Jones. There's all different kind of dudes that's like, was got sick tunes. But I grew up on that. So mm-hmm. I recognize that as a sick song. Whereas you might play something that's hard to a YG and they don't really, they don't really feel it because they, the, the the frequency ain't resonated with them yet. Mm. Whereas maybe in a latter time in their life, they might, they might hear it for where it is. Like, yo, that's actually cold, you know, irrespective of what I was into once, that's a cold tune. <laughs> you feel me? So that's, that's, I'm at that stage where now, I don't just enjoy it, but I express what I enjoy. In a way that you weren't able to when you were younger for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah, and I wouldn't even necessarily say weren't able to. It's just like, because I was making like funk beats on my computer from time. It's just what was the outlet though? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, what was the outlet? Yeah, sure. Do you feel me? At a point, rapping per se, what was the outlet? Do you get me? So that's how I see it. So would you share some of what you made with your boys back then? And how would, if you did, how would they react to it? I mean, production wise, yeah. Mm. But ain't nobody going to the booth and spitting on that. You know what I'm saying? No mm. one spitting on that blood. But when you were leaving your house and like hanging out with, with, your, with your guys, like what, what, was, what was everyone listening to? What was the vibe? Some Caribbean shit. Like just things you could dagger gal to and parties <laughs> and that. Like, what really? And just some some UK road rap and maybe some gram here and there. But, you know, I was the nigga that needs to be like, yo, and they get in my car or we're rolling out. They're like, yo, what's this? What are you playing? Kind of thing. <laughs> but it's the, no one would ever disrespect the music. Mm. Just like. It's just a left turn from you everyone. Can, you can expect that I'm going to be playing something that the man of me ever heard before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that was me. I even used to dress like that. Mm. I'm saying like, I remember one time when, when I was like 14, 15, me and my nigga was like, not my nigga, me and Prem 
was like, F the ends, we're going bald. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're, we're doing this bald thing. Like, we'll just let it be known that man's on a bald thing right now. <laughs> like, do you get mm-hmm. me? So we, we do it. We used to just grow up doing what we like, man. No, oh, yeah, man. So how did you find Grime? Or how did Grime find you? Because obviously you've come from quite an eclectic musical background, generally. Yeah. Um, Grime was one of the first genres I ever was like visually exposed to, to where I could see the whole aesthetic and everything. Like when them DVDs come in my house, like Risky Roads and whatnot, I was young. And and my older people then would listen to it. Like man was, when I first was listening to music, the only stuff I used to listen to was straight greasy shit. It wasn't no, none of this like intelligent lyrics. It was just straight. No, a lot of them are intelligent, but it's just grease. You know what I'm saying? There weren't no positive shit man I was listening to. Man, I was listening to Roadside G's. Man, I was listening to like Slew Them. Listening to just like I just want to hear Mashman talk them times there when I was little. Mm. And um, you know, we was listening to PDC, Temp Man, a lot of bricks and stuff. Uh, you know, big old older man and that was on on top FM. That was like the South London radio. And, you know, that was that was music that was close to home. And then you know, when a DVD comes, you see, you start seeing faces of MCs you've never seen before. So I remember the first, the first MC that I ever actually visually saw was Rochi, because he was at the beginning of the Risky Rose DVD. Mm. I see Rochi and just like that whole vibe. I was like, that's what I'm gonna be when I'm older. I'm gonna do that from that day. Man, just was always spitting bars. You know what I mean? And your production, did your production kind of shift to suit that as well? Nah, man. Like, sometimes them I was trying to make like house beats and hip hop beats, like soulful house, cause that's what my uncle would make. So I make soulful house beats, hip hop beats. Sometimes you make like a greasy grand beat with a basic loop and just like me and my brother clash each other in the house for hours. Mom comes in the room, she's holding corn as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was just not even a joke. Like she's gonna this one. Like, like any, anyone coming inside is getting dissed. Like, that was it. You know what I'm saying? So we doing all of that. And just like, you know, cause I was on it. Like I said, if I like something, I express it. I don't just, I don't just like it. Mm. That's a, I think that's the difference between like a creator and a fan. Get me a, a creator or just a purely a fan. So it just became part of my expression as a person, didn't it? Yeah. Get me. Seems that way, man. And obviously you were clashing pretty much as much as you could as well. I imagine. No, I wasn't, you know. Okay. I'm not a clash MC. I'll bang man in the face for them team. <laughs> that's that's my that's my true I'm not on all of that. Mm. I'm not on it. That's why you ain't really see me do that. But maybe in my younger days you might see one or two clashes. Do you get what I'm saying? And somehow those two times that man's done it has become like they, an actual thing. I mean yeah. they were famous. They, famous it went viral. But man's not on that. I've mm. never really that's not my I don't believe in Trying to harm someone with words, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> not even for the sport. Nah, blood, because nah. I'm not on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sincerely, I'm not on that. Mm. Like, like, to me, it's, a, it's like I, I used to find it entertaining to watch, though. Yeah, what am I watching, Lord? And am I, like, I, I wouldn't mind clashing someone who's my brethren mm-hmm. because there's certain lines man's not gonna cross. Because to me, if you if you're crossing certain lines, you you just may as well be on site. Like, what's the point? Mm. I'm not trying to bruise your ego, like. That's dead fam. Like, I'm not. I'm not on all the, all the sucking mum and all of them weird. Like, mm. I don't like that type of clash. But if it's a thing where where you you drop your bar, I drop my bar. You drop your bar, I drop my bar. And it's it's even pre-written. I might just tailor it to you a little bit. But it's not like nothing serious. I like that because that's like 
that's a boring thing to me. Mm. But when it becomes about just straight dissing and all that neaky shit, I'm not on it. So I guess was pirate radio then a more not comfortable, but was it like an easier, not even easy, but like a better platform for you? Because I've seen you do pirate, um do, you did a risky role. Yeah, a was, times. That if we're gonna call that a clash now, you come in the room and I'm spitting, you're getting shelled. Like everyone's getting shelled down. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, man, don't want to take the mic after man. But that's not me trying to like clash someone. That's just a certain lyrical dominance. You get what I'm saying, bro? There's 50 men in the room. My bars to sound the hardest. That's how it was. So yeah, Pirate was fun for that because we all made each other like better. You know, my boy might come radio. I'm looking at him thinking, why is he doing that? Like, that's a new thing. Like, man, I ain't really seen that swag before. And then, you know, man, reason and just like learn different techers and whatnot. So yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the sport that I like. Yeah. But the disrespect element, I'm not on none of that. Mm. Not on it. I wasn't even raised like that. Um, no, I hear it, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we all know how important like pirate radio is and was now. Yeah. Um, but when you were involved and kind of, I suppose, sharpening your sword, as it were, did you feel like you were doing something that was important? Yeah, I was doing it on purpose. I'm not. You, you told me in my generation who was doing pirate before me. There's no one, because no one was. It was literally me and Grand Mixer. Like, there weren't no one before that. Flex FM. I was linking him. Brothers was brothers was shocked. Like, what do what man are still doing this? <laughs> we was hopping train barriers at South Wimbledon Station regular to the point where when man come there at a certain time on a certain day, they got guys waiting for guys, bro. Cause they know that Rod, these niggas run through here every week. Slide on I seen a man slide under the barrier on his belly. <laughs> It's not, no cap. I seen a man slide under the the, the train barrier on his stomach to, to bore tube. Like it's a madness. Wow. So that's we was doing that all the time, and, and man was doing that to to um, make a base. So when we made that base, that's when man started bringing people there, like inviting other man them down and blah blah blah. We're doing pirate, pirate, pirate. But not only that, we're accumulating a fan base through the actual airwaves because it, it come like we was just doing our thing. You know, you don't know how many hundreds of people are locked into that show. And I remember that they, they weren't making us pay no subs because the amount of viewers and listeners that was locking in was more than, uh, you know, the average shows. Because at this point, it's coming like, it's coming like a series. Mm. So man, I expect him man next week, Wednesday, Flex FM, Bun Down with Grand Mixer. You know what we used to do? We used to rip the radio ripping and upload it on SoundCloud. Them times there. So yeah, that was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. Who were some of the MCs that you were bringing through? There's too many names to name, man. Everyone, basically. Well, everyone in that certain generation. Yeah. Aside from like the, the, the Creighton lot and couple East man and that, but it was mostly most man still. Hmm. Most man. Are there any memories of that time that stick out to you? Bringing people to Flex FM and just, you know, doing your thing? Yeah, I used to like how it would be after the sets. Like we just, man, them all mad sweaty. Like, mad sweaty, blood. Because they had one aircon that you used to have to put a pound in if you wanted any aircon. Yeah, bro. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> unique. Yeah, it was very unique. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I remember, um, yeah, this, this, this rolling like 30 man up. Like niggas from the end, you know, the spit was rolling just to be there. Be part of the movie. Yeah, just just be there and just be like, oh, what's going on over here kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? 
Remember that feeling of just like, raw man, showed it today, bro. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, man's looking at you different mm -hmm. after that day. They're like, raw, that man ain't ever seen you do it like that. And then what happens is you, that's, that's when the bookings start coming in. Because they hear, man, on the radio, the, the promoters. So, man, I'm getting booked now and spraying. Man's going to the dance, not even after the dance. <laughs> Private joke. Well, man's going to the dance and... and Spitting certain bars and they're screaming man's bar at man. And you think, yeah, how do you even know that bar? Because <laughs> the, the only time you spat that bar is in a little small room. Mm. So, you know, but, but you're forgetting like that. Them frequencies go to bare places in the UK. So man's getting booked. I'm in a dance, man is screaming my bars at me. Switching on the DJ if the DJ's not reloading it. Like man's experiencing all of that. And I'm like, yeah, this is fun. This is what I want to be doing kind of thing. How old are you these times? 16, 17. Oof. Probably started going pirate when I was 15, 15, 16, 17, yeah. Okay, By the so time I was 17, I started making bread. Hmm. And this is around the time where grime in the kind of mainstream sense is kind of slowly coming back. And then obviously you have um, German Whip and That's Not Me and stuff and it no, kind of crystallizes it. This is before that. Okay. This is before that. Because I'd, I'd, I'd been touring way before them tunes came out. Hmm. Like, man was... Man was like take time and all them songs was out before that. Once well, mate, uh, no, let me think about it. Cause some, do you know what it is? When man was doing all them Tim and Barry TVs and all them different like platforms there, they weren't really great. There wasn't really nothing big yet. That was like big, big. Do you get what I'm saying? At one point, it was like it was only me, a couple other MCs. Like it was like that. I'm saying, and then you got you got man like Quam and certain guys like older MCs that was like still doing the radio thing but I can't really think of much that was going there was a there was a stagnant stagnant period where no one didn't really like man weren't really checking for the gram thing yet like that you get what I'm saying the only person who consistently did it and was doing their things was like P Money JME um, you know and there was other MCs doing their thing but no one wasn't no one wasn't really like making a mad movement like that mm. to where they're bringing guys and there's a wave where everyone's looking at what the wave is. It wasn't so much like that other than the instrumental guys. The instrumental guys like Boxed, Slack, Mom Dancing, you know, um, Mr. Mitch, Elijah and Skillium doing their thing majorly. They was putting on dances. So yeah, there was things happening in Grand, but this was like a ne another burst of nostalgic energy that, didn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I dare, one thing I dare not do is, is like refute the work that other people have put in. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause the ball was always rolling, but what we was doing was unique and very, very, very young. You get what I'm saying? So I think that, that kind of like restored a certain energy in the job. Because if you're not, if the youth ain't involved then there's something missing mm. completely. It's a disconnect. A big disconnect. So we, we kind of roped in a whole like new, Crowd like, nah, if I'm, I'm, I'm 25 now, I've got niggas who see man on the street. Yo, no, you know I grew up on you. I'm like, grew up on me? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Like, you growing up on guys like that, man. We're the same age, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're the same age, but I guess so. Because man was a you. I feel like you're the youngest, oldest person, if that makes any sense. Young OG sort yeah, of Yeah, you're the youngest OG, yeah. Because yeah. when Take Time came out, I remember... That was during the dark period, and I remember you guys were really the dark cool. age. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> and I was even gonna ask that. Like, how it did you keep through? going through? Yeah, because you went through a dark period of yeah. yeah. No, go on. 
No, oh, your question oh, oh, wasn't. We was the light when there was the dark. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying no one else weren't doing anything, but I'm saying that dark period you're talking about. The only reason we got through is because we was the light. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? We wasn't. We wasn't looking for no bringing. Mm. We just kept doing what we was doing. That's it. I hear that, man. I mean, I guess it's because of that light you guys were bringing, and that's why there was so much. I don't know if you want to call it expectation, but. There, you were being seen in a certain way because you were kind of the leader of that kind of new school and that kind of what they call the second generation of like grime and grime kids as well coming through. Yep. Um, was there ever a point where you kind of felt any kind of pressure to live up to? No. Any expectation? No, because I'm still that same guy that everyone thinks was a leader. That's me. So mm. it was, I don't understand the pressure. I don't even really fully understand the question. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I saw a quote from. Uh, you know what I'm saying, blood. Well, you know what it is? I saw a quote from, I think it might have been Logan Sama. And mm. I think he called you like the poster child for the next generation of like grime kids. And with that, especially for. I, I, like, I like that he said that, but I hated how, how people ran with that. Because mm. man ain't just that again. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, obviously, when the media picks up on that, they then have an expectation, especially yeah, they, after yeah, what we've seen in the first gen, obviously boy in the corner, home sweet home and all that. So you're expected to follow that kind of lineage. <laughs> so I suppose to that, if it ever, if it ever was a thing where you felt like you had to reach that level to be in any way considered someone. Bro, man's already immortalized. Mm. I ain't chasing nothing. Mm. I ain't chasing nothing. Mm -hmm. I ain't chasing nothing like you know, like some things I just look at and I respect that for what that is and what it was. That's sick. You know what I'm saying? That I passed that. I'm not chasing that. But like, I've done a lot. Mm. That's all you can do. Mm. And the thing is, man's 25, blood. Still, man. Man's 25. It's not like. It's not like I'm doing your interview in a 40 year old <laughs> about the good times. Yeah, cause man's laid the smack down for the, for how long I've been doing this thing. Man's really like, mm. like it's solidified to the brim. Do you get what I'm saying? And I know that. So, cause I know that it's not I'm watching nothing. I'm not watching what people want from me. Mm. I got something way better to offer than what people want from me. So, and did you have that attitude back then? Because you yeah, weren't, bro. so what, you knew where it was going to go, where you were going to go. Fam, like, it, it can't go anywhere other than, anywhere else other than where I take it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, that, and I know that. Like, if I decide today I want to put my feet up, hang up my towel and not do this shit ever again, that's as far as I took it. Mm. But I've already got a projection of where I want to take this thing. So, man ain't watching when man's telling me I need to do this, <laughs> I need to do that. Man, whatever, man. You like, you like, ain't even got a clue what man's on anyway, fam, <laughs> so. Get me, that's it. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, you carry a confidence that you've always had since you were young. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, this day. that's why I got enemies. <laughs> <laughs> you got enemies like that? Yeah, of course, bro. Anyway, I mean, going back to like that period where you're like on Flex FM and stuff, mm. I suppose you're making music, like grime music as well, grime music at the time as well. How, <laughs> how did the link up with um, Among Dance happen? I gave me the bunny ears with grime. <laughs> Considering what we've spoken about, obviously, mm. like you're a man of many talents and many sounds as well. But at the time, it was kind of designated to that. So yeah. how did the link up with Mum Dance happen? Because that was kind of like, especially for a, a wider audience, that was very much like a breakthrough for you. Yeah, that was a monumental thing, man. One yeah. second, take time and all that. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly how I linked up with Mum Dance. I was at, I was at, um, 
Josh Jam doing a set and he was there and he, he had heard some of the sets I'd done with like some of his pals like Slack and different guys and whatnot. He was like, yeah, Nov, like, like really love your stuff. He was talking. He was like, yeah, just come to my crib. Let's make some weird music. I was like, I'm on making weird music. Let's just do that, innit? Like, why not? Like, that's what, that's the essence anyway. Like, <laughs> just make some weird shit. Like. Mm. And then we made that. So. And that's kind of why I put like, the grime music sort of thing. Cause when you listen to one take, especially it's very minimalist. Like it's, yeah. it's got that, it's got that grime tone to it. The only thing that's for not in a way. Yeah. The main thing that's grimy is me. Yeah. That beat ain't got, that beat don't really have percussion in it. Mm, yeah. It's bass. Don't, 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 don't. Ah. <laughs> that beat is nuts. Cause <laughs> I know when it came out, people think, what the heck is this? But, but I liked it though. Cause it sounded good. And that's all that's all that you need, no matter what you make. If it sounds good and they like it, what else? What do you think when you look back now, how how important do you think that like those two singles especially were for you? And getting kind of getting your foot in the door as, as far as like the music industry goes. I don't know. I don't know how to estimate that. Because it's my life, innit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you live your life. You don't I don't pre I've never really pre-ed that. I'm more pre my intent than anything. Cause it's your intent is the prerequisite to any opportunity. Mm. So I just, I just feel like, I don't feel like I've received and I haven't, I don't feel like I've received anything that I didn't deserve pertaining to the work that I put in. So, you know, if we're, if we're going to look at it like that, then there's many and many, like you got to look at it in steps then of every single step from when I first did my first freestyle ever on the ends. That was like, without that, then there's no whatever else happens next. You feel me? So it's, it's stages, man. I, I, I feel as though um, a lot was going on at that time. It's, it's kind of hard to quantify hmm. to what extent a particular song did this for you or that did that for you. Because to me, it's like compound compounded efforts accumulated mm. and then and then what happens is the opportunity just mm -hmm. different opportunities arise you get what i'm saying mm. so yeah it's kind of like you, what you were saying um before we started recording like mm -hmm. everything is accumulating now and that's what you're starting to step back and look at it and think rah like this is actually happening for me so i guess exactly i know there's people that's only ever heard of me because i worked with skeptor mm. do you get what i'm saying but then there's other people who's heard of me since i was 13. So it's like, where do you put a monumental moment that this was my mm -hmm. break? I've never had a break. I think I just always just keep going, innit? Just like, consistent just, with it. Yeah, just keep the ball rolling, cause. Yeah. And that kind of speaks to like your output as well, cause mm. even outside of the albums and the mixtapes, you've also dropped a lot of beat tapes as well. So you've always kind of yep. stayed on that kind of no days off type of vibe um, from young, I suppose. Yeah, and, it's, and, it, and it's, it's, you know what? What I actually put out does not match how much I make. Like if I released at the rate that I created, it'd be crazy for everybody. It just, it just for me, I, I like to do things in a structured fashion, mm. you know? Like if I had a certain system set up, which I will do in a matter of time, short matter of time, where every time I release something, I'm heard the way I want to be heard. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. <laughs> what do you get? Because I know you're a producer and a rapper, but what what's more satisfaction for you if you was to make a dope production, like 
the craziest beat or if you come out with a crazy 16 or 32? Like which one to I you? I don't know. I'll, I'll never know the answer to that. I don't know. I really don't know. Because I don't want to be biased. And at the same time, I, I do one more than the other. I make beats way more than I write. Although I'm very, 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 very good at writing. But I make beats a lot more than I write. So it's not really fair to say, is it? Yeah. In my own perspective. What does your beat making process look like nowadays? I don't know, blood. <laughs> I might be walking past your car and you're winding down the window and that sound, I get my phone out, I say, do that again, record it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a one-off, like, you know what I'm saying? But I've used that as an example because I've done that before. So it's famous, whatever, like, however you're inspired at the time, if you have the skill set to articulate that sonically, then, or, or translate that sonically, then you're, you can make a banger on purpose, fam. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. And that's where I'm at now because I'm so handy with reason. I've got a lot to learn about it because there's so much intricacies in any software that you use. No, no one can master the software. I'm sure that even these dudes that develop these softwares haven't even figured out everything that they're capable of. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Because there's so much combinations of things you could do. It's, it's limitless. Do you get me? So I like that 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 element in production. I like that element a lot still. Um, what was the, well, I can't remember. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what is your What is your beat making process look like? Yeah, so my beat making process is an ever learning one. Mm. So there's no... I don't have a default at this point of how I approach a beat. Because you know certain men might say, oh, I'll start with the kick. There's no, I don't have none of that. There's certain things that I'm going to make sure I do in a beat. But aside from that, that's like, you got you got, you got to apply basic principles whenever you're making music. But then you might, you might want to make something that doesn't fit into that, like what you know at all. So, there's times I'm on that type of tip, so I don't know where to put. And a good example of that is, um, you know, your Be Blessed tape, mm -hmm. the Archangel beat. Mm -hmm. That sounds like something that, I've, and I've always said this since I first heard it. It sounds like when I hear it, I'm playing like Metal Gear Solid or something. It's something mad, yep. mad sinister and mad like metallic and crazy. Like no one else would have done that. Overworldly. Yeah. And you got a lot of that. Like yep. your, your your beats are very like expensive in that regard. It could be like the kind of G-Funk flavors, but it also could be something like that as well. A running theme in my music I'd say is, is, is the divine nature of certain things in this world. Like right now, yeah, what would it sound like if Optimus Prime landed in front of you? Or if Megatron landed and stood right in front of you? I want to be the kind of brother that can make the sound of that. You know what I'm saying? The, the essence of, because technically, it looks like a robot task, but technically that would be an alien. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think about, I think sometimes, well, there's probably <clears throat> angels that look like that. Or, or whatnot. I'm, my head is in a divine realm. I'm thinking about things that are above the flesh. So my music sounds airy in that sense where, where you listen to it, and you think, what is this brother actually depicting? Because this music is taking me somewhere. You know, there's a, a, a very basic way that people would describe it. They say, oh, it's very spacey. It reminds me of space, the galaxy and this, this and that. Then you've got other man, you might say, 
it's it's synth wavy, night riderish. Mm. But other man, you might say is is, is kind of like, you know, just electronic and dark. And you got then there's other vibes that I like bring you to a place of absolute peace and and light. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, it's not necessarily about what the topic is, but it's more about the subject. And the subject is making music that is above the standard of what is conventionally released in this day and age. And when I say above the standard, I mean in terms of creative direction and, and principles. Like when you hear it, you're like, blood, this ain't no regular production. This ain't no beat for one extra. This is like no disrespect to, to the platform. I'm just saying like this is outside of that. The, the, the best way you could appreciate a beat like this is put it in a movie. Because a nigga ain't about to spit on this. Like, this is this is something else. You feel me? So I like to release music like that. Just to let it be known. That's what man can do. And that's and also, when you listen to that music, you understand that that's how that producer felt. Because you can't release what you don't have inside of you. Mm. What, could, what even, for a beat like that, like what, I don't, I don't know if you remember what was inside you at the time, but like, it's got to be very special feeling for a beat like that. And a lot of the beats that you, that you make as well. Well, I can I can go to the places where the, the where it sounds like that within myself. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? Like I can I can be in the heavenly realms because it's written it's written in the word of God that the kingdom is inside of you. So I can be in a place in the spirit realm where I can hear that. That's why I can it can come through me because it exists to me. But if that doesn't exist to you, you're not going to go there and you're not going to translate it. Mm. You feel me? Do you always act upon that inspiration immediately, or can you sit with it? No, nah, I might make some gangster shit. Like, so I might make something else. Like, mm-hmm. Are you talking about when it's pertaining to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Fam, there's times I might sit down and play with a synth for an hour. Like, I'm really deciphering this, just the one sound. Mm. So it's not always just an immediate translation of what I'm feeling. Sometimes it's, sometimes I'm, I'm tuning myself to it. And then I'm tuning my hands to what I can feel. And then I'm playing with it, listening, listening, listening. And then the resonance, I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm in there now. Mm-hmm. Then I start doing that. Like, I don't I don't even start adding other things. I start receiving other things. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? You receive it. It comes to you. And then you, whoosh, oh, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like that. What's the writing process? Do you write with a beat or without a beat first? Or does it just vary? I mean, based on what you said about the window and that you might be walking somewhere and just, <laughs> something just hits you. Sometimes I hear it in my soul, in my heart. Like I hear what my heart's saying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like one thing when you hear my lyrics, you can feel you can feel that I mean it, and that's like it. That comes from a that doesn't come from an idea. It doesn't even come from premeditation. It comes from just it. That's you know, like <laughs> that kind of unexplainable urge to kind of like pen something it's, just, it's like you just gotta let something you just gotta let the frequency like connect man like what's all this like premeditating <laughs> business unless you're unless you're writing accordingly you're writing so accordingly like for example a song a song where i do this is like active if you listen to active yeah that song is pure intention everything about it is is, is intention mm. 
down from the from the airiness of the beat to the minimalisticness of the beat to the way the bass is hitting to the amount of space I'm leaving in the in 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 the bars. No chat, no chitter. Mm. I'm a target hitter. Go get her and a giver. Winning when I never had a figure. Mad pause. <laughs> Hungry, looking at my dinner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is designed. Mm. So, they, yeah, there's times I write like that. But then there's other times where I go with the flow, go with the flow, then I refine it to how I want it to sound. So when you make a beat, like, what makes you want to rap on a particular beat as opposed to leave it as it is? How much you feel it, innit? You gotta feel it. Like you could be producing, and you put bare things in the rhythm, and you're hearing how muddy it sounds, but it sounds good. Then you start to refine it, refine it, take things out, like little little things, whether it's a frequency or it's the sound itself. Minus, 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 until the point you can't minus anymore. And once you're there, that's when it's perfect. But that's when you should be feeling it the most. Do you get me? Mm. Because the place where it's, it's cloudy is where it's cloudy. And then if you put that out, it's going to be cloudy to everyone else. But when it's when it's open to you and it's inviting to you and you feel it, you can't you can't really like dodge that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to write. And if you're tired, write when you're next not tired. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how I do it. Yeah, man. Is it the, is it the same when you sing? Because when you made Stay With Me, it sounded like that came from a place that just hit your heart and then yeah I was yeah. I was literally by the window <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it though man the sun was beam like you, know, you can see this you can see the beam I was sitting by the window it was slightly hitting my face like I was I was in I was in the moment of what it sounds like mm. like bro I just made the beat and you could just hear them synths just playing and then bro imagine imagine making that beat yeah you're laying on your bed and then and then and then like just just think about the state of me beat as I'm saying this yeah. Imagine hearing that mad like godly heavenly sounding beat yeah, and then you just you just by the window yeah, and then there's a, there's a glare coming in bro. Like you have to write something down. Bro, yeah? You're a snake. You can't <laughs> you can't snake god like that bro, and not write something down bro. <laughs> Look what you just prepared like prepared that whole setting. You need to capture yeah. that now bro, and then give it to everyone. So that's that's what I did. Yeah, because that song's actually people think that's a romance song. That song's about Jesus, you know. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah, that song's about Jesus, fam. Like if you listen to it properly, you'll hear that like the feeling of it is love. Mm. But you hear that it's not romantic. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's that's like like that that tune's peak, bro. I'm always <laughs> fire, man. Stay with me is I'm turning out honestly. Really, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> stay with me. Just sit by my car window and just think of that. Yeah. It took you a minute to drop it as well, didn't it? Yeah, man. Because I think I heard it on um That was it was out for like it was it was previewed for about a year and a half. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe even two years. Because it was on that, it was on that Channel Four show, mm. um, and then you dropped it. Yeah, yeah, man. People, people really wanted that one. Oh my days, I'll get, brother, brother! I was getting that. I've never been so hounded for a song <laughs> in my life. Cause talking about bad man from Joe calling me like, brother, where are you gonna drop this? <laughs> I was like, brother, the world is yours. <laughs> like, what? God, like, you got know what I said? But, yeah. but obviously, that was kind of one of the first times in my career where I felt like. One of the first times in my career where I felt like 
I had something that really needed to be done right. Then afterwards, what I realized is, fam, you made it. You made it. It was it was divinely inspired. So just just give it. Mm. Forget what you think you need to have in place. Just give it out and let it, let it speak to the people. The people will be the promo. I ain't, I don't need to do all that other industry shit. Just put it out there. Those you're supposed to hear it are gonna shed tears when they hear that. You know what I'm saying? Some, you know how much people told me that tune helps their life. Like, mm-hmm. Got them through certain things. I'm like, yes, nice. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Safe. Get me. Would you ever make a whole project in that vein? Yeah. Yeah? yeah of course. I've got something fire, man. Shit there, bruv. Right now I'm working on for the ladies. Mm. I hear that. <laughs> for the homies, for the ladies. Can't miss out the ladies, man. Can't miss them. I hear that, man. You said before, just now, um, you kind of want to let things be a lot more as far as like the music goes. Mm. Um, compared to when you kind of got to that realization where you very like, not necessarily a perfectionist, but you kind of wanted things in a particular way before you kind of realized it doesn't always have to be. I've just accepted that what I do is enough. Like I'm free from the system of how it works. Cause I know that if I speak <laughs> if I speak, it's gotta happen. Mm. Well, blood money running down nothing now, blood. Things have to come to me. That's it. Like if I if I make one declaration, it's on. You know, mm. that's it. Mm. Like, this, like, and after that is, after that is work and relaxation, because you have to be prepared for the opportunity that's gonna come. So you do the preparation. After that, I ever watch nothing. Don't run nothing down. Don't beg nothing. Don't. Mm-mm. It's written in the scriptures, ye shall not want. I don't want nothing. Oh, good. Nice mm. one, good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. You're very content right now. But uh, it is a bizarre thing to, uh, accustom, to become accustomed to when you've been grinding your whole life and you come to the realization, oh, hold on, what? This is my world. Mm. <laughs> Do you mean, blood? This is my world. Hold on. All right, that's got to go like that. That's got to go like that. Well, it's fine. It's nice. When did you get that? When did I get it? Yeah. Like, when did you get a clarification of, I'm disemolded, I'm good where I am and whatever happens? Cause, cause yeah. I've, I've gone through too much, bro. Man, I tried to kill me. Man's like, so I've seen, I've been around the world. Like, a lot, I've had a lot of good and a lot of bad to the point where blood, man, I don't care. I don't care. Just give me enough that I can give to others. Mm. I'll be fine. Makes sense, man. Mm. Let's take it to your debut album, Novelist Guy. Mm-hmm. What was the kind of mindset going into that album? Because obviously when it came out, it made a major statement. Yeah. Um, got a Mercury Prize nomination for it. What nice. was the mindset around that? I wanted to make an album that people could play to their kids. Okay. So so that's why there's no profanity on there. There's no cursing on there. And it's, 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 themes, that, it's themes that stimulate the mind. Do you get what I'm saying? Cause I could have been easy to just talk the story of what man's gone through in my life. I could have, I could have done that. Do you get what I'm saying? I still can. That's the point. But how many people is gonna sacrifice doing that in order to make something that is gonna serve people? Novelist guy proper serves people. Man hit me up all the time telling me, "Raw, like my daughter loves this." Brother told me, cause this song gets me through the day. I listen to this, then I'm restored. I'm talking about normal ass people, fam. I'm not talking about known, none of this rap pride or none of this like egotistical garbage. I'm talking about normal people 
the kind of people that we spend most of our time around in real life, unless you're one of these wannabe celebrity dudes. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm more time I'm around normal people. Yeah, mm. the average person is gonna listen to a certain music and take it in a certain way. I'm making music for those people. I'm not making people music for necessarily for people who share the same lifestyle as me. I want to give something to someone who's like, just, just like my, you probably my buddy in primary school. Do you like the music? Cool. If you like the music, I need more people like yourself to like that. Cause there's more people like that in the world than anyone. Mm. So I made a, that, that, that is as commercial as novelists will ever be in a sense that I made that, that project to penetrate through anything and that everyone can receive it. That's what I mean when I say commercial. I don't mean in sound, I don't mean in theme. Cause if I did, I would just make popping bottles music and party music for the club. Cause that's, that's what I consider as like conventionally commercial. But I'm talking about commercial in a sense that everyone can receive it. Get me? Mainstream, reaching, reaching kind of like the mainstream masses and it didn't, and it, and it did. Yeah, like it, it, I didn't need it to do it via the industry. I needed it to do it via real life. Cause that's why I made it. I didn't make it for the industry. Even it getting nom Mercury nominated was like the irony. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. <laughs> that album was made in my bedroom cause that weren't no studio. That was some independent real, like raw to the core, like raw. Like what is that? What man's on, yeah? Yes, that's what Novelist is on. No, hear that man. I think, I think one of the biggest examples for me of like your intention behind the album is Smiles, song Smiles. Um, just listening to it and just, it's kind of simplicity in like the kind of lyrical, um, matter is kind of speaks to your intention. It speaks to the truth that you're trying to bring to the project. Imagine hearing kids. Imagine playing that song to a kid. They're gonna learn them lyrics so quickly because it's it's like chanting. Mm. And do you want to know a fun fact? The actual original version is a greasy tune, and it's it's it's, it's called "Bear Frowns, No Smiles in the Bits." But this one says "Bear Smiles, No Frowns in the Bits" because I switched around the words. Mm -hmm. But originally, it was, it's a tune about like, just like being in a hood, <laughs> being stuck in a hood. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how we felt, do you get what I'm saying? But on the flip side, a million other men are telling that story. So let me just tell the story of mm. yeah, yeah. one of hope, do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So that's why I made that and people love that song. They love it, they absolutely love that one. Yeah, that's my favorite tune to be fair. Nice. And then obviously you've got tunes like Stop Killing the Mandem as well. Yeah. yeah. A very, very obvious message there. Yeah, because I had to add an audio to the to the to the to the immortalization of the message. Mm. So not only do you see the message, but you can hear the message. And you can hear the background of the message. I had to leave that. Because God forbid anything were to happen to me, I'd still want to, that legacy to yeah. have its place sonically and visually. Because it does something when you see that image. When you look at it, like that's that's a madness, you know. Mm. Like man, feel that. Stop killing the mandem. It's that simple. Mm. A mandem means gallum as well. Yeah, all, all <laughs> you ladies out there. We we were at that march. Yeah, fun when fact. I first saw that. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 we actually did. Yeah. So you see me holding that shit. Yeah, yeah, we see yeah. me holding it. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was profound though. Like to see your brother in a white t shirt holding just holding that message. And I went. I didn't even know that shit was gonna go viral. Mm. Fam. I wasn't trying to do that. That's just how I felt. Like I was in East. My nigga had come to check me that day in his gold Bentley. <laughs> them times, how old was we? Them times they're like 19, 18 or something. Something like that. Yeah. Man's, man's maybe even 17. 
I, there's you know it's a march in London. What what's it about? Oh black black people, black lives. Oh yeah, we're going down there now, fam. Man was by an arts and craft shop. I said, let me just make a poster. I can't go to a march with no poster. I've got to say something, you know what I'm saying? I was got the spray paint, stop killing the mandem. Because that's just like if the chief police officer somewhere in the world could see that, just mm. like I get the point. It? It's yeah. very, yeah. Yeah. Stop killing the mandem, isn't it? Like, you hear what I'm saying, basically. Mm. That was it, blunt. Oh, yeah, I had to make an audio for that as well. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. Very, very good album, man. I listened to it today, and it's very much aged very well as well. Nice. Um, it's kind of got that like very dope kind of want to call it like a post grime type of vibe to it, mm. but in a way that it kind of holds up very well, very, very well. Can and you, can you hear can you hear the maturity in the themes, but how simplified I've made them? Absolutely. Because it, 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 that album speaks to grown people mm. as well. Not just speaks to speak to children, but I wanted to make something that was palatable for children as well. Do you get me? Yeah, 100%. I mean, especially as you get older as well, you start to appreciate the simplicity of it generally. Because right. nice. when, it, when it came out, I was like, maybe like 25, 26. And now I'm 30. I can actually appreciate My guy. what you were trying to do and what you were trying to say, especially at such a young age as well. Flipping. For yourself. What the, I'm only like 21, 20. See? Hmm. Not many people, especially in the UK, talking about that kind of stuff mm. on such a platform as well. It's true. That's why I did it. Because who else is who's going to do it? How do you feel about the music industry generally? What's your relationship with the music industry and the mechanics? I don't know what it is. Hmm. <laughs> what, what is the music industry? <sighs> I mean, what is that? Labels. It's like um, this place that everyone talks about. Where is it? Yeah, it's like a palace somewhere. How can I get there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like it's like labels, gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. That's what that's what it sounds like. But well, everyone's when got I think to get out of the way when I come around. That's it. I don't care. <laughs> None of that shit. Because obviously you've been signed to a label and obviously before. I've never been signed to a label. What was the XL situation? I weren't signed to XL because Oh, you weren't signed? Oh, so <laughs> they just they just dropped the thing. Yeah, but I just gave them the project. Okay. I've never been signed to no label because that's interesting. I'm not even signed to them yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's my label. That's interesting. Yeah, blood. Hmm. Okay. Bro, bro, do you know how long in my life I've had a pay as you go SIM card? <laughs> I'm not unsigning things. <laughs> <laughs> I said five day pass off until a long time. <laughs> no, don't get to you gotta sign things you left. But that's not I'm not on just that, you know what I'm saying? Being contractually mm. obligated to do things. That's not my swag. That's interesting, man, because a lot of artists probably they strive for that. They strive for, you know what I mean, being alongside a label to push them, promote them. So I think to hear that you never really mm. had that in mind is quite it's quite interesting. So what were you striving for then? Were you just to be this guy that I said I always wanted to be. Mm. I think you could tell in the music though. Like the ones so, that, I think you could tell in the music where someone's direction is mm. and the, the way they make music mm. if they want to be signed on that. And I think with your music, from where you were making music in 19 or what you were talking about, I think you could tell your end goal was never that. Yeah. That you had a bigger message to the masses. Yeah, bro. I got the right to talk about things. Some of these guys ain't got no right talking about that. Mm. But I, just, I, don't, I don't exercise that that liberty. Oh, man. I can if I want and no one ain't going to stop me if I do, blood. But at the same time, for me, I have a purpose, isn't it? What's my purpose? I feel like my purpose is to 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 give something that is gonna actually matter. You know what I'm saying? And whether that's whether that's the dark side of my stories, whether that's the light side, you've got to let it be true and authentic to you, innit? 
you know what I'm saying? And at the times, those albums you're talking about, that's how I felt sincerely. I sincerely felt like that, so I made it. Is it therapeutic, rapping about the kind of stuff you rap about? Especially when it comes, as it pertains to the not so nice parts of your life? It's only becoming that now, because bro, I got so much unaddressed trauma. Like I'll be talking to niggas saying, fam, I've, I'm so don't like, I'm so such a discreet brother. I don't even like talking about certain things what man's been through or done to that extent. Like, and I don't think it's from a place of paranoia. I think it's from a place of wisdom, mm. you know? But but to to some degree, I believe some of these things are, are lessons that are not just like, Potter Paper said to me, Nov, you gotta come. I met him recently and he said to me, Nov, your pain ain't for you, it's for the people now. I said, nice one, thanks for that. Cause I said to him, cause you see the way you express yourself here? How did you find it? Same as Lil Torment. I was, I was saying to them, how do you man, how do you man feel so comfortable to just free up certain things like via your music? Like if, I'm, like, if I don't, then who else will basically like, it's fair, it's, it is therapy to them, isn't it? So I'm getting to that stage where man translate my pain in a way that, I, that is diplomatic and I don't say too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm, I'm never going to want to say too much. I'm just not one of them niggas, man. Mm. But at the same time, I do want to express certain truths. Just let man know, like, don't, don't think for a second you know who I am, because you don't. And let, and, until man reveals certain to you, you're not going to know. You're not going to, you, you've got what I've given you and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind it like that, but there's a lot more to me mm. that, that I think I can be expressing and, and I would like to express. Does that process then ultimately, I mean, I know Potter Paper said the pain is for the people, but that, does that process ultimately help you as far as resolving the trauma in any way? It makes me feel like I'm not harboring certain things. And also it's written, you know that I'm a believer in it. Mm. But it's written, cast your burdens onto Jesus. I like to keep certain things between me and God. And I feel a certain sense of freedom within that anyway, regardless. I don't think the people are going to heal me. Do you get me? I'm not putting my, I'm not trying to be healed by the opinions of others. Mm. I don't care what you think of my thing, because you can't you can't know my thing. Only I can know my thing. But at the same time, if what I'm offering is gonna do something for them, then that's the flip side. Do you get what I'm saying? I, f I think it's therapeutic to speak your piece regardless. Mm. You know, in class, there might be a child who puts their hand up and they, they got the wrong answer, but it was good that they put their hand up and, and gave, made an effort to, to make an attempt and actually if, if, it, if it means that they were corrected and now I've taken something on, then that's better than a person who ain't saying nothing. Do you feel me? So for me, I just like being able to contribute and do things my way. And I don't want to hear nothing from no one talking about how I should do things or none of that stuff. Cause I'm not, I'm not out here telling people how they should do anything. So this is where I don't really get into this like bunny ears industry because oh, what's, what's in what is that mm -hmm. i don't know these niggas <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're going to meet him for the first time a man's heard some of your music and he's telling you what direction you think you should <laughs> move from you yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah that's move that's, 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 that's probably yeah, that's, that's, that's always been wild and i've been saying for a while that the music industry is very much smoking mirrors because the industry will have you believe that you were actually signed when you weren't yeah, 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 yeah. Things like that, fam. There's a lot of bullshit yeah. that I see. That's why I don't even entertain none of that shit. What's the most bullshit thing you've heard about yourself? A nigga said I was like 32 or something. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I was born in 97. <laughs> Not the music. 
Um, we both now age. Just, what is, <laughs> like, how can you? How can you? How can you stand on something you actually don't know? Like, you know that's what I'm saying? Yeah, that's wild because we can see you rapping when you was at you as well. So it's like it's when you was a YG was rapping. So you wild. It's wild. Yeah, no, I've, I've I've seen I've seen some like. I seen some foolishness that like bullshit on Wikipedia or whatever. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, your Wikipedia page is kind of all over the place, man. They don't even know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. And, and whoever's on there is a hater. <laughs> like, I'll tell you, whoever's updated that shit is a straight hater. Like, I don't <laughs> care, man. Like, they're a hater. But I don't, I don't regard that. Yeah. Like, man want to know something about me, talk to me. Don't be up on the internet trying to find... Nah, man. Allow <laughs> it. Allow it. Because my thing is... My thing is like... The people, them from where I'm from, and my people, let it be known. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? All of this internet and and presenters and where, 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 I don't know these people, fam. Not like that. Mm. Not like that. Cause like, yeah, I might have spent some time around you and boom, 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 but you lot ain't eating no food from my mum's hand or mine. So I don't know you, man. Cause <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I hear that, man. That's it. How important is your ends to you? Obviously, you. How, how important you think it is for me? I mean, it's obviously very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shit, man. Like, I went three primary schools, man. One secondary school on the other side of the ends from where I live, like. I know my community. You know what I'm saying? There's even little new youths that, man, see, man, give them the war going and yeah, man, you get me? Big up your thing and rare, rare, rare. And I just, like, I, I, I said this before, like, one time I had a conversation with God. Why, God, why am I born in Lewisham? Like, I could have been born in the Amazon forest. Like why am I specifically pinpoint? Like why did my mum meet my dad in college and Lewis from at these? Like why? Do you know what I'm saying? And what I heard in my heart was to affect change where you're from. So that's why it's important to me. Because mm. like I, I give you an example, like man's a major hustler, yeah. Major hustler. I'll step out my house with some product that I created and I'll create the demand online. Cause you know, really the internet shit is just a billboard. Twitter and, and Instagram is really meant to be in a billboard. Be meant to be a little billboard, a social billboard. If you're a hustler, if it's something else for you, then cool, enjoy them little photos. And <laughs> for me, I get up there, I advertise, I speak. Sometimes I speak my mind and let it be known, just like get me my character and whatnot. But that's part of the brand, isn't it? Like mm. you gotta know what man thinks and feels, but everyone's got their little slogans, you get me? So yeah, but I'll say like, I'll sit in my car, I'll have I'll I'll be investing in everything around me. Might have a financial low, so I'm sitting in my car, looking at a novelist guy CD, novelist guy the name of the debut album. Looking at the CD in the car, looking at the CD and saying, "What's that CD worth? You know what that CD's worth? That CD's worth whatever I say it's worth, because I'm novelist. So here, what, what financial low? Yeah, alright, cool. I'm 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 shotting twenty of these." I'm going to shot 20 of these CDs. I'm going to number them. I'm going to sign them all. I'm going to shot them for a bill each. I'm going to take pictures of them, like holding them on my lap like that. Bow. Whilst I'm still in the car, all this thought process, slap that on Instagram, make two bags instantly. That's how I live. Yeah. That you get what I'm saying? Like, I'd, like, That's what I have to offer to the youths. Show them how to like really do this thing. Build yourself up to the stage where you can legally do what you like. You get what I'm saying? And not even necessarily for the money. Because I'm not a person who, you can ask Johnny, he's here with me. I don't chase down my, I turn down opportunities that niggas is doing all sorts for. 
<laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not running down money, but 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 I'd rather live like an authentic mm. moment between me and, and and the people, which are the investors. And then as there's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with 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 taking another route to like reach a bigger market because that's mm. business. You feel what I'm saying? But I've I've liked learning these things that I've learned and be- becoming a person that I am in order for whenever I do want to press the red button or press the blue button to go in whatever direction. Fam, I got all the knowledge I need on the ground, mm. regardless of what's going on in that business situation or that business situation. So that's my thing. We often talk about rappers as role models in mm. hoods and that. Do you see yourself as a, as a role model and do you want to be a role model? Who wants to be a role model, fam? We all got sin. Mm. I don't know who wants to be a role model, but I do I do acknowledge that I have an effect on older people my age and young. I acknowledge that. So, but at the same time, I'm still gonna be me. And if I am a role model, I'm gonna do my best to be that for mm. you. But at the same time, I'm me, you get me? And we're mm. all humans. There's only one that is righteous and that's God Almighty. Mm. So. As far as I'm concerned, I believe we should all love our neighbors and do what we can, regardless. Mm. And if that means checking what it is that you put out there, then do that. If you don't feel like you need to do that, don't do that. Everyone's got an answer to God when they die, regardless. That's my opinion, isn't it? So yeah, man, I, I think we all have a responsibility in regards to, do I think I'm a role model? Yes. You can, if that's where it is, then yeah, I am. We all are. Yeah, man. Not everyone uses their platform for that though, innit? Can yeah. that affect how you make music? And, yeah, what you, and what you put in your music? Bro, that's what I'm trying to tell you, cuz. A hundred percent. For me, it's a, for me, it's an important factor. Like, it's an important factor, man. That's why you won't really see me going on certain ways. I don't need to. When you hear words like DIY and independence, what is what do those words kind of mean to you? in relation to you being a hustler and kind of just building from the ground up? It just means don't wait for no one. Just do it yourself. Learn what it, well, learn what it takes. And do it. And if that means you need assistance, then get assistance. Anything outside of that is relying on a system that's already in place. I think DIY and independence is not having a system in place. And And building your own infrastructure and then working according to that. Working to working according to your own system. That's what I think. And you've kind of done it your whole career, even before you fully became like a musician when you were just on Pirate Radio and stuff. You've kind of always lived that. Yeah, when I was outside doing little shows on the ends and whatnot. Yeah. Literally. Literally. I've never had a job in my life. Never been employed. Not once. That <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> no, it's hard. <laughs> it must be nice. Flipping hard. Because when you ain't got nothing to rely on other than your ideas, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're going to have a brainwave. Yeah. You're going to have, you have to. Like, that's just how your neurological pathways open up. You got to, you literally have to receive some kind of revelation. Mm. Literally. What have kind of been some of the more challenging aspects of your career generally? 
just dealing with other people's anxiety. Like, I'm a chilled ass nigga, yeah. But sometimes you go places and man are just moving funky. You're like, brother, relax, cuz. Like, it's just like, like brother, what's going on? What's going on? What the? Well, I'll step out, be something. This brother's doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> like fam it's good you know like man's calm don't worry what I think about you I'm Bro. cool mm. and yeah. that's another aspect of the industry as well everybody try, trying to show up trying to be this person and it's really an image thing isn't it really it's a character everyone's a character yeah really they're really crumbling inside but they might not always want to they might not always want to show you but when they show you it gets a bad it gets a bit mad still yeah because my bro my thing is like this yeah fam man got love for everything that's got respect and even if you don't have respect man can still see past that with a certain level of grace. There's obviously, there's a place where that stops within me and the grace of God has to not take over that. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. But, 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 but what's good about the grace of God is that it's infinite. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> where, where yours is Yeah, where mine is <laughs> don't, don't piss me off when I'm, when I'm feeling like me, blood. You know what I mean? But, but generally, I think, yeah, just, just sometimes you be trying to do your thing and someone, they so don't know their self that they just, they just, the vibe that they're bringing is like, cuz, mm. please refine whatever it is you're trying to do, just refine and then come back another time. You know what I mean? Like I've had, I've, I'll give you an example, yeah? Like one time, one time I remember like I'm on a shoot and the stylist woman, the stylist girl, she's trying to tell me, yo, Oh, I want you to wear this, this and that. I said, yeah, I'm not wearing that though. And the girl was steady prompting me to wear the thing. I'm thinking, fam, are you deaf? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't hear what I said the first time. Like, I, I don't know really, like, I don't know what you want me to say in another language to you that's going to like resonate more, blood. I'm not wearing that thing. And then, um, you know, she got in a bit of a half, half then she tried to get some other like kind of lace thing. I'm like, but I'm not wearing that either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it was just like, how can you not know yourself to the point where you can't even hear what man's saying? Mm. I'm telling you, I'm not rocking that. And you're insisting that I'm rocking that, but I've already spoken. So you just you just don't regard my words or something. Like, take a chill pill, relax, and just get with the program. Do you get what I'm saying? That's that that's like a little example of just like sometimes you know people just doing the most, doing too much. Like you know, fam, I rate your job, cool, but you don't need to do all of that. Yeah. Because I'm not on that. I've already said I'm not on that. So now what's going to happen is you're going to dig yourself a hole to where you have to force yourself to accept that I'm not on that. <laughs> there's no way I'm, I'm not rocking that regardless. You know what I'm saying? So thing, things things of that nature, man. You're just dealing with all types of characters, isn't it? Mm. You know? People can't say, people can't hear no as well sometimes. Like yeah. this girl clearly didn't want to take no for an answer. It's got a negative connotation though, isn't it? It's, it's a sign of rejection. It's a sign of maybe your ideas aren't as great as she thinks. Yeah, if, that's why a lot of people can't take the word no. At the same time, yeah, but that's if you should know him. That's if mm. you think like that. If you don't think like that, I don't mind being told no. Mm. I probably don't, especially when it comes to certain things. I don't, I don't mind. It's, all right, cool. Let's do something else. What's the alternative? You get what I'm saying? Mm. What's the alternative? All right, you're not you're not feeling that. Cool. How like like. Why would you? Why would you not know yourself to the point where you'd let something like that, like make you that fragile? Mm. Like, allow it, man's not putting <laughs> on that t-shirt, blood. Because then it comes to stuff like this, and maybe yeah. a relationship might. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, is that what you want? 
Because that's what you're provoking. Yeah, that's what you that's what you're <laughs> to get to. Do you know what I'm saying? So my, my thing is like having to having to sometimes like give the grace to those who not necessarily like totally comfortable in what it is that they do. Because there's other times I've worked with, with a stylist, for example, and they want me to wear something. I'm not on. I say, no, I'm not rocking. I say, okay, no, no, no worries. And we'll find something else professional. You get what I'm saying? There's no, you don't force no agenda on, 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 on anyone, especially not me, blood. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause nah, I'm not on it. Hey, man. I mean, you've been in a room of a lot of big names. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This, this part of the, of, of the country and obviously other parts of the, of the world generally. Like, what are some of the kind of best experiences or best memories you have from like being in a room with some of these names? Some of these people. Or, or Drake, Drake, Drake showed me showed me some. Drake and his manager, a couple of his boys showed me some hospitality when I was in Toronto like in 016. When views of the views from the six came out. They was cool. That was a nice experience because to be with like the, the artist who was considered the biggest artist in the world at the time, in terms of like the music that we make, like just being in that environment kind of spoke to like the fact that man's been making good decisions musically to where I can even be in that kind of environment. Um, one time me and Nicola were sitting on a cliff in um, Croatia in our swim shorts, talking. That's a nice little memory. Yeah, me. was like, that was when I met him years back and me and him was just chilling. Like looking like natural black men, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, just ready to just swim and just enjoy, enjoy vibes. So that was nice. You know, music makes you meet a lot of people mm. and have some convos of serious depth. There's, there's so many stories that I could, I could, un, I could unveil, but it's like, where would I start? Mm. Like I've lived a, I've lived a full life. I've lived, I've lived a f the fullness of a good life already. So I'm very blessed to have already filmed. From those interactions, like, are there any things that you kind of learned about yourself that you might not have known before you had those conversations? Yeah, obviously, as you're as when you're younger, you can you can talk a lot more than you need to. So sometimes it just, it just taught me to be quiet, mm -hmm. more quiet, and just like listen, you know, because when you're when you're excited and young, you 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 can have ideas, or you you might even have a bad attitude where you don't need a bad attitude. So things things like that, it just made me assess my my character. You know, not those particular situations, but just when you're dealing with greatness, it has to be received. There was nothing, I heard a quote recently, there was nothing that was ever great without something else great as its prerequisite. Or ushering, there were, greatness ushers in more greatness. Mm. So like, you could be great, but if you ain't willing to receive the greatness that's greater than you, then you're going to stay stagnant. So that's what those situations teach me. And do you consider yourself great? I am great. I don't consider myself great. I am I am great. Yes, I'm. That's it. <laughs> Fair. That's it. I'm great. Now I hear it, man. Talk to me about... Um... Because obviously there was a very big moment in like 2015, Brit Awards, when Ye brought up the whole scene and you were very much part of that. Skeptical brought out the whole scene. Good point, actually. Talk to me about that night, if you remember it. What do you want to know? I mean, 
obviously you skipped about the whole scene. What, what was it like? What was what was what was it like for you from your perspective? Because obviously you were still young at the time as well. You were like what, 17, 18? Not being funny, I didn't really care. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I hear it. <laughs> really care blood I'm more I'm more it was more fun being on that stage with the mandem mm-hmm. it's like a place we're not meant to be mm. at the time it's like before then none of us was on there do you get what I'm saying like mandem weren't getting invited to Brits so it's like it's like haha we got here <laughs> let's <laughs> kind of take we got here via yay but we're here blood mm-hmm. you get me you see all of our little black faces on the screen blood. <laughs> jumping around and skanky yeah. like that that was that was what was sick sick about it blood I felt, I felt like I always felt like the Brits weren't a place like for people like us. Cause it felt like that growing up. I didn't see not mm. I didn't see us up there like that. So yeah, that was a nice little moment of defiancy. Yeah, especially in the way that it happened as well. Cause like you yeah. said, very, very unique image and one that has kind of stood the test of time as well. Um exactly. Big up, big up Cardi. It was lo- lovely to meet him still. He, em- he embraced me. Hmm. He embraced me like when I when I when I spoke to him, he was very kind. Oh, sweet. So you got you you got to speak to him. Yeah, I've spoken to you before, but only 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 in the flesh, like a couple times. You know, but he, I'm sure he's a man that's very tapped in because I'm 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 pretty tapped into a lot of people <coughs> around him. So I don't, I don't I don't know what he pays attention to from what he doesn't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I'll be surprised if he didn't know what Guan. No, he's very much on the post, pretty much all the time. Yeah, well, this is what I'm saying, bro. Like, even even just before Virgil died, me and him would talk all the time on WhatsApp. He's like, "No, me and you need to do a giant catwalk and this <coughs> and that." We was gonna we was gonna do some big shit, man. And then, and then Virgil passed, and I was it was just like, it's mad. Like, you never know, like when someone's gonna go from. Mm-hmm. Get what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. Are there any artists that you've come across that you were surprised that were tapped in? No. Nah. Drake. Yeah. Come one time he come up to me in a club like and he said um what was he saying again? I can't remember what he's saying, but he was just like bigging man up. Yeah. And at the time, that's when he was like proper taking off. I was thinking, what, what you know man's thing, yeah, say nothing. And it turns out I must have been about 17, 18, something like that. And obviously I was around S a lot, skip, yeah. I skip a lot. So my man, he's probably just tapping in. Like, and pre and what was going on at the time, he's like, "Yeah, man, your bars are hard and something of that nature." You get what I'm saying? And and but it's the way he did it. He went out of his way to like say what I want. So and then he followed me on Instagram and all of that. So I'm like, okay, proper paying attention, cool, man. You know what I mean? More time, I I, I don't really like I don't really like to overhaul him because he's a super. He's like one of the busiest guys. So, but I I, I might put a word in with. His manager Oliver and just well, go on and what's going on. Like the other day, he was saying to me, um, we was just, we were just talking about production. Cause I said to him, I want to produce something for Drizz. You get what I'm saying? Drake, someone skill set wise, I really hold in absolute high esteem. Mm. Skill set wise, you get what I'm saying? Like, I think, I think, um, like, I think sometimes people like to downplay his thing because they they might not like something about him or whatever. But I'm talking about musically, um. Some things are just undeniable to me, you get what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so, so I put it out there to his manager. I want to produce something for man. He's like, bro, man, man, take beats. Like, feel free to send rhythms when, when you want to send rhythms kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that goes. But generally, um, 
I don't really, I'm not a starstruck brother. I don't really get wild by people. I respect people for who they are. I remember one time me and Stormzy's in New York when, when we was out with Skepta and JME and the rest and everyone else. <clears throat> Big up Ella for getting us out there. And we was with Virgil. We'd we gone to a, a we, were, we was like in a hotel lobby. We was eating some calamari and thing. I remember the calamari was nice. <laughs> and, um, and, um, Cuba Gordon Jr. Okay. And and Rev Run have walked they've walked out the lift at the lobby and they've looked at me and Storms and winked at us. And me and Storms is kind of looking at each other like raw, like it was a mad experience. So that was that was like because I'm I'm a proper like old school West Coast movie fan. So seeing Cuba Gordon Jr. like walk out the lift was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, where's an old legend? So that I was rating that. You get what I'm saying? I've seen other films that I like and that. So yeah, it was unusual because them times the man weren't really seeing like American like stars like that. But Jen, that was that was one of the most striking times because it was a first. Do you get me? But generally, nah, man, I don't really um I'm not really easily wild. Still, man. Whether it's some of these like female artists, get what I'm saying? You know, some of these girls look like literal goddesses, but even still, I don't see them or or brothers who's putting work. I think we're all people contributing. Oh, that's it, man. What's your favorite West Coast movie and your favorite West Coast album? Favorite West Coast movie, probably it's a it's a documentary. It's a gangbanging documentary called Dead Homies. Deep. Need to watch that seriously. Real brothers talking some real shit like about real things. It's not just it's not just glorifying the lifestyle. It's talking about the actual, you know, struggle of the time. Um, like governmental influence on the war that was going on, how the guns came in, and you know, just just just, just you know, depictions of that self hate. Mm. There's different things that you, t- you take from it. Then there's a little narrative part of it as well. That's like narrated storyline and whatnot. So Dead Homies is like a movie that I like because it's like very, um shows it shows the authentic side of what was going on in the streets. Do you get me? And then uh, album, uh, it's hard to say, man. Hard to say, Stone. Kind of, I don't know. Some of your favorite albums. Well, the Chronic has to sonically. The Chronic is one of the best mixed albums ever. Like, sound like you're in a movie when you listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like some of the some of the, some of the more gangster shit, like by niggas off the street, like Nots, the um, you know, like that's 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 Kiki Loco and some Rolling Thirties Crips and like different Crips and whatnot. That's like a Crip album that I like. Well, crit movement that I like, the, the niggas off the street. It's not just like some real underground raw stuff. I don't want to say too too many because there's there's quite a few, but just some real underground. Do you find a DJ quick? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I used to listen to Quick a lot. I haven't listened to much Quick recently, but I used to listen to a lot of these old school tapes mm. albums. Actually, I actually use in some of my production now a DJ Quick sound pack. So, yeah, man. Sweet, man. How important has uh, Skepta been for you? 
as you've kind of gone through your career. And do you have more music together? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we do our music together. He's someone, he's someone that um, purposely reached out his hand at a time when niggas weren't really showing man a certain type of regard. You get what I'm saying? So I'll always hold him in high esteem for that. And <clears throat> Skep is a man that you don't think twice about blessing a man. You'll bless someone and not even think about it. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, there's, there's, there's been times where like brothers do, man just fall out of touch a piece and you know, the, 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 the vibe's not necessarily always on, on, I don't want to say on a hundred, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not beneath a hundred, but you know, sometimes the vibe might not necessarily, you're doing what you're doing, I'm doing what I'm doing, you're dealing with what you're dealing with, I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. So it could be, a, it's more of an out of touch thing. Life happens. Life happens, that's what I'm saying. But generally, skeps skep a man that checks for man, man. Checks for man, and he, and he not only checks for man, he lets it be known that he checks for man. So I rate that. You get what I'm saying? I rate that definitely, man. That's I tell him straight, bro. Your your man's big brother. Don't worry about nothing. You get me? We have deep conversations about just just the things of life. Some of the things that we talk about, I wouldn't even repeat. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah, man. Now nah, I think he's been very instrumental in, in um, in just uh, even bridging that gap between that generation of my generation, there's not many people that will roll with a young dog like 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 you two are on the same level. He deal with you like that. You know what I'm saying? He, he don't he don't deal with man like man, some youth man that he's brought around. He don't deal, he's never dealt with man like that. He deal with man like you're a novelist, I'm skep and we we do what we do when we're with each other. You feel me? And I, I like it like that. Yeah that man. You had a couple of leaks um over the last like month or so. You had the Dean Blunt leak because he leaked that purposely, right? Wait, wait, who? Skep had a couple of leaks. No, you did. Oh, no, everyone no, did, no. I suppose. I had one leak, uh, Dean Blunt. <laughs> yeah, Dean Blunt. So you had a he that was with Dean Blunt, yourself, Skep and ASAP. I mean, you kind of you, you kind of tweeted that he kind of just did it just because, right? Dean Blunt is a G, bro. Dean Blunt is uh he's an interesting guy. Um, he's an absolute G, <laughs> real nigga, blood, real dark cousin. And the thing is, yeah. He had messaged me saying, Nova, I want to put this tune out. So he did formally ask me. <laughs> <laughs> did ask me, but I didn't see it. Hey. I didn't see it. So he just did the rago thing. But man was rating that anyway, because part of his aesthetic, mm -hmm. in my opinion, like Dean Blunt's a man that's going to do Dean Blunt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So my man weren't really watching that like that. Man just thinks, yeah, it's hard. The music's hard. Like, and, and even, because I've known about Dean Blunt for years, yeah. And when I, when I first seen him, the first time I went and made that tune with ASAP Rocky, I greeted this black brother, but he didn't have no moustache. So I didn't, I didn't clock it was him at first. Get you know what I'm saying? So I said, oh, what's your name? I'm Dean, yeah. So I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Talking, I'm like, oh shit, it's you, man. Get on saying? And it, it just working with him kind of made me even delve more into his archive. Because you hear bits and bobs. He's got a lot. Man's a sound man, you get what I'm saying? Like, all the baby father stuff and whatnot. So man's, man's listening. I've just been taking him in differently recently. I'm kind of like more now, more appreciating what he's brought to the table. Very abstract, very abstract, different. Very. But I think he's who a lot of people are trying to be. In terms of what? Just like that level of mystery. Yeah. You know, niggas be acting mysterious. 
<laughs> you, know, yeah. you can't act mysterious you just have to be mysterious. Yeah. You know? yeah you know what I'm saying D-Blood is at, bro he's mysterious in the flesh I think I've only ever read one interview that he's done and it was with uh, with Geica as well mm. uh, for Crack and I've never heard of like I don't know what he sounds like other than his music I don't know anything about the brother so no but you know what if you go on YouTube and you see him he's like okay yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and everyone go on YouTube because Dean Blunt leaked a song with himself, <laughs> novelist, Skepta, and ASAP Rocky. It's called London Tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. London Tonight. It's dope. It's dope. Bar Drake, is there any other rapper you would love to produce for? Like, you just. Not really. It's not that I wouldn't, but it's like. Drake's someone that the only reason, the main reason, actually, I shouldn't say the only reason, but the main reason I'd like to be in an environment with him is to learn. Okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't just be a thing where I'm just producing. I'd want to, I'd want to attain and understand the certain things I see him do. I'm like, fam, what was the, what was the what thought was process? You know what I mean? Like special guy, man. Well, yeah, let's take it to the present day very, very quickly. Um, for I the thought, homies. I thought he said prison day. Oh, like, Cause I've never been joined. I was going to say, wait, this <laughs> took a left turn. Yeah, yeah, Wikipedia's yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, for the homies, obviously yeah. that's out now. Brand yeah. new. Um, what does that project mean to you? It's for the homies. It is what it says on the tin. Mm. I made that for the homies. I made that tape and like, some of the tunes I made time ago, but I just put it together so quickly because I had the, the, all them tunes sitting around to put it together. I was like, yeah, it's for the homies. It's what the man I want to drive around to and like, vibe to and shit. Mm. So, yeah, for the homies. Man. Yeah, it's definitely those lowrider tunes. Mm. Um, it kind of sounds like on one of the songs, that you kind of transport yourself back to like 79 with like the Sugar Hill Gang and you were kind of doing that kind of vibe. It was actually really, it was, it was really good. Um, was that the intention? Because it kind of revisit certain eras? What Sugar, what rappers the light? Yeah, sort of. That sort of vibe. Yeah. Not in terms of how you were rapping, but the kind of production. I was, bro, I was booming at the time when I made, when I made probably Straight G that sounded like that. Yeah. When I made that tune, that's why I was listening to that tune bare like, mm. I said it hip. <laughs> Listen to all of that. I said, yeah, let me get a bit of that blood. That is hard, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. man can't neglect the steezes, man. Cause it's just, to me, it's just other, it's just steezes that other black youths have done in a point of time. Mm. Get me? So that's, that's for me as well. You did that for me. Let me get some of that. Get me? Have you not allowed yourself to like stay pigeonholed to like grind because from like novelist guy to for the homies is very massive difference and sonically. Novelist, do you know what I mean? Novelist guy is even above gram. Mm. Like in the sense of not not better than, but it's different. It's like you. It's, it's I don't want to say usurps authority. It's just like it's the word. It's like transcends. Mm. Yeah, it transcends. True. But I'll say blood. Them lot call me gram. I ain't out here screaming gram this gram that that. That's when man was young, like you know what I mean. Man, love Graham. Man, man, I don't, I don't care to be anything in Graham. I've done everything in Graham, like well, a lot of things. I've done a lot of things in Graham, and I enjoy Graham, and I'll always make it. That's it. But that's I'm not limited to that. Hmm. If you limit me to that, you're a prick, fam. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones there. I don't care who you are, fam. If you limit me to Graham, you're a prick. You don't rate my catalog. Cause you ain't heard nothing else. People be talking about, oh, shut up, blood. You ain't listened to nothing. How you ain't listened to nothing, but you want to ask me anything? Like, go and listen. Mm. That's the, so that's like, nah, I'm not, I can't, man can't box me into nothing. 
What's your favorite project of yours? What's your favorite and what you think what do you think's the best? This guy's just making it harder. <laughs> <laughs> like I was already stuck on the Sorry, first man. one. <laughs> yeah. he, he does that sometimes. I'll say um my favorite project of man. Infernal. Mm. Mm. That's mine too. Yeah, you were having fun on that one. Yeah, Infernal's peak still. Yeah, Infernal and then there's what? What's the other one you asked me? What was my favorite best. project? Favorite the best. Well, what I think the best is. Uh, he is kind of peak, you know. But mm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. He is he is more peak than people think. Mm. It's just, man, put it out. And I didn't promo it. I, knew, I didn't really promo it. I posted it a couple of times and whatnot. But if man decide to shoot the videos for that, man, I'm going to recognize, like, this, 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 this project's nuts, you know, because mm. just in terms of it's how it feels. But it's hard to say best, so I don't I don't do best. That's like saying what's your what's your what's your favorite child, like <laughs> your bad mind. <laughs> yeah. I hear that, man. So what's next for novelist? You mentioned for the ladies. Are we seeing that net this year? Yeah, probably. Don't wait me is coming out twenty sixth of this month, August. So single? Yeah, single black. Be on the lookout for that, people. Yeah, don't wait me. That mad tune. Don't wait me's peak. But, um, just like you, like you can't really get rid of me, blood. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know the worst thing. No, you're like, right. That's it, lad. Right. I just keep getting more hench. That's it. <laughs> yeah, more hench in this thing, man. That's it. And that's the way you like it. Yeah, man. Cause it's cause it just I just I just keep proving. No, I just keep improving. Mm. That's it. That's that's what you can expect from novelist improvement. Just keep improving, man. Well, your story is very much an inspiration for a lot of not just kids that grew up on grime like yourself, but people who you know younger people even today that are looking for like a role model. Nice, man. looking for someone or inspiration for how to do things and how to conduct themselves in this thing industry or not um you know you're very much an inspiration for that man and long may it continue thank you bro yeah, man, no worries man no worries we appreciate you joining us bro yeah, yeah man big up man big up man praise jesus name man 100 man amen amen mm -hmm. how can people get at you bro at info info at novelist dot one hmm. don't try and dm me blood <laughs> <laughs> i hear that i hear that it must be so annoying dms from like people you know what? I like DMs from people who ain't trying to do business. Hmm. Like normal fans. Hmm. Just telling you what their music done to them. No, not even that. Nov, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nov, what are you on today? Like, you know, like normal <laughs> shit. Or like, I'd, like, I just chat with them. Like, I like that because like, I like them to, to to understand that man's 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 a brother. You get me? Mm -hmm. Shout out me, blood. Yeah, bro. Well, boy. Appreciate you joining us once again, man. Safe, man. Very, very much appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank very, you. very much. Very, very, very much. Freedom and them. All day, all day, all day. Well, we're going to wrap up there, people. Boys, any shout outs before we take the people out? Cleo Soul. Obviously. All day, man. Oh, See? big up Cleo Soul. Cleo Soul. Shout me. Shout me. Big fan, yeah. Big fan. Did you go to the show? No, man. Nah. Nah. nah, man. I love the music she makes. Mm. Um, and she's doing it as salt. 
Yeah. S-A-U-L-T. Man, Leo Soul is just a G, man. She, she's harnessed such a true, some, whatever it is, it's so true. It's mm. just like, it just resonates. And it's like her whole vocal tone, her, her femininity, like she's got something that speaks to men and women mm. very well. 100%, man. Mo, any shout outs? Nah, man. Clean week. Clean week. Clean you want to shout out the. Uh, There's no chance. You better shut your mouth. Because you I, I don't know where you're taking it. I was going to say the England women. Oh. On the Euros. Yeah, my fault. My fault. Because you were the intro it's last week. Biting my head off before. Nah, it was because of the intro <laughs> last week. It's because of the intro that didn't make no, no, no. it in it. So I was kind of shook. Nah, salute to the England women, man. Shout out to Beth Mead. Shout out to Leah Williamson. The other two are fast. I forgot their name as well. And the rest of you. Yeah, salute big, big up all the England. Salute women. to them always on the That won the Euros. Yeah, I also want to shout out India from Love Island. Just because? Just because. Hey, man. Season starting on Friday. We're coming for the title. Sorry, what? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm just happy with top four, man. Arsenal not coming for no title. Anywho, shout out to Jurex, as always, behind always. the camera. Big love, bro. And love to everybody for joining us. Whether you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, feel free to follow us on all the socials at Ramsdownsbod. Follow us on YouTube as well. And yeah, you'll see us again in two weeks' time. So until then, God willing, stay safe, stay blessed. Peace. 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 Peace.